Great day, great day. This is Tammy J with the Texture of Me. Welcome to the show. Our show provides a place where people can voice their experiences and having dealt with discrimination because of the texture of their hair. Great day, great day. This is Tammy J with the Texture of Me. I am so, so excited to have our special guest today, Representative Leslie Harris. Thank you, thank you so much for being on the show. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Yes, oh my gosh. Before we get started, I always like to share what my, who my guests are for me. And you know, when I was reading about what you've been up to, the changes that you're making in the world is so impactful, I'm so moved by it. Oh. I mean, pioneer, I mean, you're the, uh, powerhouse i mean i'm just like wow thank you for what you're doing and you've been in office you're like i gotta keep going and going you've been in office since 2016 so that's been six years oh my gosh leslie i am representative leslie you said call you leslie but i just i like acknowledging you even with that name you know just because i'm clear the work that you're doing is making a huge difference all over the world so thank you so much for that thank you thank you thank you thank you and thank you for your support i wouldn't be able to do uh, what i've been able to do without the support of folks like you without people on the ground pushing me forward and telling me what really matters yeah yeah Thank you, thank you so much for that. And so I'm gonna acknowledge a few things you have accomplished, a few, because you've done so many. Um, let's see, been in the office for since 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, you've passed over a hundred bills addressing criminal justice reform, <laughs> mental health, addiction, youth homelessness, and civil rights protection. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And you've okay, so the one that's still to my heart, all of it's great, right? And you sponsored the Crown Act in Colorado. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we actually introduced the Crown Act um, before it was called the Crown Act. And so we changed the name at the end um, of the bill because it was so new, you know? Um, I had heard about a young woman right here in Colorado um, who was told that she couldn't cheer uh, on her competition cheerleading squad unless she could get her ponytail to look like her, uh, her teammates. And I was a cheerleader and I remember um, some of the struggles of that. And so I called and reached out just to, to let her know that I was proud of her and her mom and uh, for standing up for what she believed in. And then I kind of realized that I could do more than just support. I could change the law. And so as we heard about these different types of incidences happening across the country, I was looking and researching along with other um, Black women legislators across the country at the same time that we didn't know um, to figure out why it was that people could discriminate against us based solely on our hairstyles um, or the way that our hair grew out of our head and it not be considered racial discrimination. Um, And so so we took that and uh, I said, it's, you know, we looked at the law, we looked at the at the courts and said, you know what, we can pass and we need to pass a specific law that says that this is discrimination and put it right into our anti-discrimination codes. And so that's what we did in, uh, in Colorado. Uh, we said you cannot discriminate based on hairstyle in the workplace, in places of education, um, and in other places, housing and public accommodations, uh, because we were finding that it happens everywhere. And if you talk to any black woman or a person with dreads or anything like that, they'll tell you 
yeah, I've been discriminated against because of my hair. Or yes, I've been told to change my hairstyle to fit some kind of mold. And it happens in every facet of society. Uh, and now in Colorado, it's illegal. Mm. Oh, I so love that. So love that. So I want to know, did you have an experience yourself as far as being discriminated with your hair ever? Absolutely. I mean, I think as Black women, our hair journeys uh, start in very similar places. You know, I mean, I was told as a young, young woman by my mom um, that we had to wear our certain hair a certain way if we wanted to be respected in society uh, and treated with respect. And I carried that my entire life. And um, I was a swimmer. And so kind of feeling the shame of what my hair looks like wet uh, and really internalizing that, you know what I mean? And then how long it took for me to get ready to go to class and, you know, being called a diva because I needed to straighten my hair for an hour while also damaging it, of course, um, uh, because that was what was presentable, you know? Uh, And then realizing as I've kind of come into my own uh, that that's not the way things have to be. And I look at your hair and I'm like, it's beautiful. I wish I would have, I wish I would spend the time to get it to look like that. You know what I mean? Um, And so now I'm more um, open to wearing protective styles, to wearing, you know, my hair curly, to wearing it up, to wearing it in different ways because I don't need to fit anyone's mold. Um, And sometimes that means wearing extensions like I have on now and being very proud to say it, you know, it's like, I like to, I like to, um, to, to, to wear different styles now that I wouldn't have been able to or thought that I could because of what's acceptable. And I'll be damned if my hair makes people think about my intelligence. That's absurd, you know? Um, Instead, I think that the creativity that we can express through our hair uh, and the pride for ourselves and our culture uh, shows so much more. Mm. I just I just love you so real because I was about to say, what about this and that? And it's like, you embrace it. That's the thing for me about you know, when I created the texture of me, I'm not saying that everybody has to wear their hair natural, but at least we have a choice. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm in Colorado, though it is dry, dry, dry here, as you know. Um, And so it's, it's actually, it's hard to wear my hair any other way than in a really in a protective style, which right now is in, is in, um, extensions because it's so dry here and it breaks off so easily um and with lack of time thank you uh with lack of time you know it just makes it really hard but really understanding what our hair can and can't be and and how it should be is is a journey and that's why we need folks educators like you um who are really helping us to become healthy um internally and externally mind and body and that includes um our hair and so i really appreciate um, watching and learning from you and seeing the information that you put out there, uh, because it's quite frankly, it's, it's just so useful. Um, so thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, you know, being that this is mental health month, I, you know, am present to the mental challenges or psychological implications that hair discrimination has on people with textured hair. Um, I really want to acknowledge you for passing, if I bear with me with the terms, right? But uh, raising the money of $35 million toward addressing mental health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, mental health is a struggle. uh, And it's been something that our community has struggled with for a long time, but quite frankly, uh, our entire population. Um, And so I think I started to, again, put away some of the shame around mental health and substance misuse. My sister has 
been uh, in and out of incarceration for about 30 years because of mental health uh, challenges, trauma, and substance misuse. Um, and stepping away from that and, and the shame around that and saying, what can we do better? How can we change this? You know, And one of the things that we know is that our society doesn't value people's well-being enough to help support it. You know, right. um, So I ran a ballot measure called Caring for Denver um, and asked uh, Denverites to support mental health. And it's created a $35 million annual budget for mental health and substance misuse that was not there before. Mm -hmm. um, and we've been, I'm the chair of the foundation now. Uh, we've been able to get $55 million out in two years and are just really excited to see how long-term we can transform uh, not only access to mental health and substance misuse services, uh, but actually how we think about addressing some of the root causes, you know? It's no wonder that Black women are burned out, you know? It's no wonder that we face higher, um, uh, higher levels of depression, uh, anxiety, even if we don't call it that, you know? Um, and so we've got to work through that together as a community. And it might not look like the same way that a white folk person might deal with it, you know? Uh, it might not look the same. It might, it might look completely different, but that doesn't mean it shouldn't be valued. That doesn't right. mean it shouldn't be funded. And that doesn't mean it shouldn't be a primary um, part of how we live our lives. And so that's something that I'm really focusing on. And I'm glad you brought that up during Mental Health Month because it's so important. And I think as we start to take more even pride in ourselves, in our families and in our culture, um, through our hair, through other expressions, through art and and all other kind of expressions of who we are, um, that that in turn does impact our well-being. Um, but we've got to address some of the other issues like generational wealth, um, like housing instability, like mass incarceration, if we really want to thrive as a community and a society. Right. And one of the things that I've, um, I felt like my portion, our contribution to society is bringing awareness of the psychological and mental barriers that hair discrimination has on people with texture hair. Yeah. And, you know, um, I know I've shared before about my discovery and I didn't realize that I had mental barriers for myself until I decided to go on my natural hair journey. And um, now in my research and sharing it and through my dissertation, people are now speaking more about it because I felt like it was a huge missing. Even in the Crown Act, they talked about like as early as five years old, these young girls are being affected of being discriminated so much so that they're actually missing school. So, you know, having the funds to, to support the mental challenges as far as funding to making sure they have that service available, that is phenomenal. And one of the things to address is that, um, that it is going on. So thank you for what you're doing because I really, really see there's a gap in society of where mental health a lot of times people look at physical health more than they will look at mental health and mental health is huge. So thank you for what you're doing in that. Absolutely. It's so important. And, and I want to just also acknowledge that, you know, we didn't pick up these notions on our own, you know? <laughs> um, and of course they were passed to us by our parents too, but that's was out of protection. A lot of times they just want us to succeed. Um, but don't forget that it's been validated, right, over and over and over again um, by um, these white supremacist um, institutions uh, that do say that we have to wear a our hair a certain way, that do say that we're outside of dress codes or the lines of acceptability um, just for being who we are. And so I think it's important to acknowledge that it doesn't just come from inside. It's really validated by every other cultural institution 
um, that exists right here in this country. And so we've got to embrace it, whether that's wearing our hair the natural way, we're wearing big hoops, you know what I I mean, um, wearing, wearing the, your bold lip and looking however you want, like that is a part of who we are. And it shouldn't be told that it is unacceptable because we're expressing our culture and ourselves. Great day, great day. We at The Texture of Me, thank you so much for your support and listening. Join us on our Facebook group in changing the stigma of textured hair. And to sign up for our programs, you can at www.thetextureofme.com forward slash education. Again, thank you so much for your support. Now back to the show. Um, going back to the Crown Act, since it's been passed, what have you been noticing in, in, in Denver? What's been going on or the impact is made? Yeah, so the, I mean, this is interesting. So I've had a lot of folks reach out to my office and find and tell me that they've been discriminated against or tell me that the Crown Act, they've heard I worked on the Crown Act. How can I, how can they get the Crown Act in their workplace? You know, and I'm like, wait a minute, you already have it in your workplace. You know, this affects everybody in the state. They don't know. Um, and so the discrimination does is continuing to happen. And so what we find is that as I tell folks, okay, you know, um, uh, send them this bill, send them this law and make sure that they know that they are uh, they are violating the law and that they could be sued by the state of Colorado. Um, and they do. And all of a sudden we see dress codes changing right away. We see policy changes and that is empowering people, both you know, people our age, um, younger folks in their schools. Um, it's empowering them because they're seeing that they can actually make change by by advocating for themselves. And we are seeing that across the board. We have seen some um, lawsuits move forward um, around the Crown Act, but quite frankly, not a lot because people are remedying the situation very quickly, very quickly. So as they don't, uh, they don't face those consequences. They're addressing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. That's okay. Yeah. Oh, well, that's really good to know because I was wondering like how that uh, actually impacts the, you know, how, what's been going on and how it's been really impacting everything. So that's what I wanted to know, because I know in Texas, we haven't had it passed yet. Yeah. 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 So, you know, we got to pass it at the state level. We got to pass it at the local levels. We've got to pass it at the federal levels. You know, we've got to do everything that we can um, to make sure that it's in place. And some places are going to continue to, um, to not support it. But uh, the places that do, we have to really push it and continue to push the conversation until we get to a critical mass. Um, you know, our victories are never won overnight and they're never easily or quickly won, but they can, we can win and we just have to keep fighting for it. And we have to keep showing people that discriminating against folks is not okay. Making people take out their braids uh, in the middle of a sports competition is not okay. Um, making folks not, you know, keeping them from getting a job because they have dreadlocks, um, is not okay. You know, uh, these are things that we have to continue to change. Um, and it, it, we are professional. We can be professional as professional as we want to be. We can also shift what professionalism is. We know this because we've been sitting on Zoom screens for two years and, you know, folks thought you had to go into an office and be very traditional. And we know that that's not true. Right. Um, so we can change the game. We don't have to continue to uphold the status quo, uh, but it takes a spark and everyone in their community has the ability to be that spark to make that change. Yeah, that's awesome. And I just think about just the, the level of self-expression that's been missing. And now we're able to really express ourselves and, and it doesn't affect our, our effectiveness and what we're doing. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, that's something that um, we have to continue to support and support each other. You know, don't let uh, that that um, black person or that indigenous person who's having um, to deal with people at work telling them that they can't wear their hair in their uh, cultural way or their natural way or however they want to wear it. Don't let them stand up uh, to that fight alone. Stand with them you know, and any allies or champions that are watching this as well, you know, um, stand with folks who need that support because we shouldn't stand alone when we're fighting fighting discrimination. We should stand together. Yes, for sure, for sure. I think it is an opportunity for companies to even have some level of diversity training. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, absolutely. We need a lot more diversity training. You know, the whole don't touch my hair, right? People still don't understand that. Um, or they think we're just being divas or mean, but really don't touch my hair. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yes. You know, like, let's, if we need to talk about it, we need to run a whole freaking uh, sermon on it. We should, because this is what needs to happen. Um, and people still don't really understand it. And they think it's funny. Um, and quite frankly, it does create a hostile, it can create a hostile work environment or a hostile environment. And so um, we do need to have more diversity, equity and inclusion conversations around this. Um, it goes beyond tolerance and really towards understanding and acceptance and so, and celebration. Um, and so I do uh, wholeheartedly support a lot of businesses and entities that are doing that. I will say that when we passed the Crown Act in Colorado, um, we did have businesses like Comcast and T-Mobile and other bigger corporations that have said, we've already changed our hair policies. Um, we embrace folks for whatever hairstyle they wanna wear, whatever tattoos they got, like whatever, as long as they're good at their, their job. Uh, and we embrace them and we embrace that. And so we were able to work with corporations to pass the Crown Act. Uh, corporations that had already said, we're doing things differently, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so that was really empowering and encouraging to see. And so we need to continue to push our businesses to do right um, and to really focus on uh, our work and who we are as people, as opposed to discriminating against us based on our hair. Yeah, that's huge. And I think about the schools and people uh, making changes in that. Because um, even um, I remember I had a professor reach out to me on an, a student where her, the other professor who happens to be white or Caucasian and the young student is African-American and the teacher asked, can she touch your hair? The professor asked, to touch your hair? And she's like, how do I, you know, how do I manage that? What do I say? Yeah. Part of the work with the texture of me, you know, we, provide a level of education of diversity training and just giving her tips on how to address it and really collectively because in some mm -hmm. cases I feel like there's no harm being meant but it's just something that's not known to even say or do you know mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely and again I don't think people are you know intentionally doing this um all the time uh, but it is becoming more of a challenge, but also something that people are raising more awareness around. Um, and so, you know, I think it's important that we push back and we say it's not okay. And sorry if you're offended, but, uh, you, <laughs> you know, you should know this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and it's like, when we know better, we do better, right? Right, 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 right. So, so that's, how, I mean, that's how I feel about it. And, you know, it's like, we also know that 
we're, we're leaving spaces that are not celebrating and embracing us, but we also know that that's a privilege, right? People can't just up and quit work all the time. You know, people can't always stand up and speak out to the, against their boss who they think might retaliate against them when they've got, got to make their hours or they've got to feed their kids, you know what I mean? Or, or, or they've got to, um, well, just work or go to school. And so it's really important, again, that we support each other, but we also don't judge folks who can't speak up you know, or can't say anything um, because they're in a diff difficult circumstance too. That's why we have to pass these laws that give them the support to be able to. Mm, awesome. Now uh, for our listeners- And I should, I should add that the Crown Act not only says that you can't do something, you can't discriminate, but you can't be retaliated against for- mm -hmm. Um, and so that's really important too, that anti-retaliation piece. Um, you can't, you cannot retaliate against someone for bringing a discrimination suit forward. Uh, and so that's important to note. Hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you for that. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, for our listeners and our viewers, what is, what, do you, how can we get the Crown Act? Because I know it's, it was um, passed by the Senate, right? And what does that mean once it's, I don't know if it's approved or what does that look like? What would that mean? Because I know it still is not approved in some states. Yeah, so federally, it's not been, it's not been signed into law. Okay. So we don't have a National Crown Act right now, though we have some amazing champions who continue to move the needle um, on the Crown Act in the process. Uh, and so um, I believe it's passed the House. It hasn't passed the Senate yet. Uh, and we still have to pass it at the state levels as well. Um, and so, you know, it's really at the at the local level, talking to your city council person um, or your alderman, uh, and then at the state level, your state representative, senator or assembly person and getting it passed through that way. Um, always reach out to your Black caucus members. There's a Black caucus in most every state. Um, ask them what you can do to support them in their efforts to pass the Crown Act. Um, there are efforts going on in almost every state in the nation. Uh, and so having that support and knowing that there's people in the community that support them is really important. Uh, and then you can go to the Crown Campaign's website uh, and find out what exactly is going on in your state. You can submit your story um, and that is something that we use in testimony or could reach out to you and ask you to testify uh, before a legislative body. Um, and, and you can map progress there as well. And so I think that it's really important to look into all of those steps and, and figure out what is best for your state and join the effort. Um, I'll also say that Dove is one of uh, the sponsors of the Crown Campaign uh, alongside of Oprah. And so we are getting a lot of visibility around this issue, but it's only because people have started to share their stories and um, also electing folks like me who can do something about it with the support of the community. Yeah, so you're doing some big things and thank you so much for what you're doing and so many things that you're doing. So um, I don't know what else to ask because I just, you just, you got it. I love what you're doing and the impact that you're making um, in Denver and actually all over the world. And, you know, I'm really present to the impact you're making. I think even to the past, the present and the future, because what it thank was you. before is no longer what it is now and then paving the way for our youth. So thank you for what you're doing. Appreciate that greatly. Oh, well, thank you so much for all of your support, for reaching out. Um, it's been good chatting with you and following your journey. Um, I can't wait to come out and visit you next time, one of these days. Yes. Uh, and uh, just let me know how I can help. And all, to all your listeners, please feel free to reach out to me on social media um, or email at leslieherod.com. Uh, uh, and let me know how I can support you all in advocating for whatever it is you think that we need to be working on.
Yeah. And I know I'm looking forward to connecting with you about more textured hair education in Denver. So we'll talk, we'll chat, you know, and uh, again, um, thank you for being on our show. And again, where can they find you again, your social media? What is it? Yeah. So I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. uh, And I'm just at Leslie Herod. That's L-E-S-L-I-E-H-E-R-O-D. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you again for being on the show and appreciate you you greatly. And I'll see you soon. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the show, please share it with others, post about it on your social media, leave a rating and review. Thanks again. And we'll see you soon.